0: Amen. Thank you, Renee, for that. And thank you for everybody who, in different ways, get involved in community outreach and in missions. And thank you. I don't say this enough. Thank you for just your generosity, continuing to give. That's what makes international ministry possible. That enables us to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to various mission ministries around the world. That's what enables us to continue pouring into the lives of children and youth and others. Thank you for how you've continued to give. If you had asked me two years ago, where would we be as a church in terms of giving? It would have been a big question mark. I knew God was in control, but how would it actually work out? You've been so good and so faithful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And now it's hard to believe, but in two weeks, Easter's here. Can you believe that? In two weeks, Easter's here. So next week, we're going to share the Lord's Supper. We're not going to have little packages, by the way. We're going to do it as we do it. Yeah, I know. I know. We're we're over that, right? We're, We're over that. And and it's going to be a time of celebration, and Easter is here, and what a time to celebrate. I mean, just to rejoice together, coming together, three different services, coming together to celebrate that Jesus Christ conquered death. Invite friends, invite family, bring them along. Let's make this a time of proclamation. Amen? Amen. So... This morning, we continue on talking about faith. Faith matters. There are different aspects to that. We've reached faith and prayer. Now, this morning, I'm going to talk about one aspect of prayer, but next week, I'm going to continue. In fact, next week, I want to talk about unanswered prayer, which really isn't unanswered prayer at all, but I'll leave that to next week. This week, I want to talk very directly about faith and prayer. And you could say that prayer is the indication of life. You know, if you reach down, you can take your pulse to see if you're really alive. Well, in the same way, prayer is like that. If you pray and you live in this communication with God, then it shows that there is life, spiritual life coursing through your being. Prayer is... is, The life of the Christian faith. And so it's very important that we be frequent in prayer and that we learn how to relate to our God. And so faith is an important part of that. And so that's what we're going to look at today. Now, Jesus is the one who emphasizes faith, maybe more than anyone else. He talks about faith again and again. Now, I just went back through Matthew and almost at random picked a few verses where he speaks of faith. Let me share a few of those with you. So in Matthew eight thirteen, the Roman centurion, you might remember, comes to Jesus. He wants to see his servant healed. So he asks the Lord to come and heal his servant. And Jesus says to him, let it be done to you according to your faith. And then in 9.22, Matthew 9.22, there's a woman who comes to Jesus. She has been suffering for years and she seeks healing. Jesus says, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And then again in 15.28, a Canaanite woman comes to Jesus and she wants her daughter delivered. And Jesus says, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And remember how the disciples tried to cast a spirit out of a young boy and they were unable to do it? Afterwards, they come to Jesus and they said, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus says in 17, 19 and 20, because of your little faith. And then in Matthew 21, 22, Jesus talking to his disciples about prayer and faith. He says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I mean, that's as clear as it can get. Jesus tells us we need to pray and pray with faith. And if we pray with faith, we can expect that God's going to respond. Now, you might wonder, why is faith important? Why does it matter at all? Why why does God put a premium on faith? And the answer is really very simple. When we come to God in faith, we're coming to God as God. We're recognizing God as the one who can do all things, who has made promises, who can be counted on. When we come to God as God... That's coming to God in faith. That's all it is. It's so important to understand that because we've confused faith with positive thinking. See, we've, we've turned faith into something that, that we gin up in our minds, positive thinking. The Lord's going to do this. We turn it into a kind of psychology. But that's not it at all. It's, it's a relational thing. We relate to God as God, So there's a convictional base. I know who God is because God's been revealed in Jesus Christ. And on the basis of that conviction, I come to God as God. And if I come to God as God with my prayers, that's coming to God in faith. It's not a matter of mental gymnastics or tricks or positive thinking. It's simply recognizing that God is God. And that's why we come to him. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes people find it hard to come to God and to trust God and to, to pray and lay out their heart to God. You know why? Well, the first reason is that many people doubt God's father love, his concern, his care. They know God can do all things, but they're not sure God really wants to take care of his children. Jesus speaks to this very issue. You know, when he talks about prayer in in the Sermon on the Mount, he speaks first to the religious, and he warns them against hypocrisy, but then he speaks to the irreligious, the pagans. And listen to what he says, Matthew 6. Listen to this. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Do not be like them. Your father knows. See, the pagans, Jesus is saying, think they've got to put God in a corner. They have to use a lot of words. They have to press their case home. They have to put God in a position where God can't say no, as if God's reluctant See, the whole premise of pagan prayer is that God is reluctant and you have to somehow twist his arm to get him to act. But Jesus says, your father knows. So don't be like them. Don't pray like that. That doesn't mean you can't repeat a prayer. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you don't repeat prayers because you're trying to overcome God's reluctance. Instead, you're coming to God, trusting God. God's father love and believing that he really cares about you. When we can get that in our hearts and know that, then we come to God as God. That means coming to him in faith. And when we come to God as God, God is our father. We trust that he loves his children. I'm his child. And I simply lay my request before him. That's all. That's all it is. And that's what we're called to. So that's the first thing. If we're going to pray and pray um, in faith, we need to begin with the conviction that God really does love his children and we don't have to somehow overcome God's reluctance. Now, for some of us, that means we've got to do some work on our imaginations because so much about faith is not about what you believe in some doctrinal sense. It's about how you tend to imagine God. And if you imagine God is standing back with his arms crossed, reluctant to answer, that's a problem. Think instead of your father wanting you, his child, to come. All right? Now, that's that's the first thing. Some people doubt God's father love, but I would say that's not the principal thing. The principal thing is more that, yes, God is loving, but I'm a mess. How can God answer my prayers? Because look at my life. And you feel like you don't have standing to come before God. You have faith in God, but you don't have faith before God because of who you are and how you fall short. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like somehow you don't have standing? Well, the Scripture speaks to that as well. Let me read to you what it says in Hebrews chapter 4. This is such a great verse. Listen. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God relates to us with empathy. He is not our critic. You don't come to God in prayer and have to think that God is just ticking off all the things that are wrong with you. No, God attends to you, listens to you, receives you. And so you come boldly before the throne of grace. That's the old King James rendering. You come confidently before the throne of grace is how NIV puts it. The word in Greek is parousia. It's a fascinating word because it basically means frankness of speech, especially with somebody in a position of importance. So if you were to walk into the Oval Office, you might be, not sure what to say. You might be tongue-tied. You're not sure how you're supposed to speak to the president of the United States. And you may feel that way with God. I mean, here's God. You're coming to God, and here, who are you? But parousia refers to frankness of speech where no matter who you're before, you can just speak your mind. You can open your heart you are confident, you are relaxed, you're able to just lay it out. That's the kind of boldness and confidence the writer of Hebrews is talking about. So he says, when you have need, know that God is not your critic. God is your father who understands what you're going through. You come to God to the throne of what? Judgment? Judgment? No, to the throne of grace, to find grace and mercy. So what do you do? You come with confidence. That is, you just lay out your heart freely. You don't have to feel like you don't pray just right or that you're not just right so your prayers don't count. No, they count. You're a child of God. You can come to God and know that he's going to hear you. That is the basis of faith. And that's all it is. It's not this ginned up positive thinking, faith is nothing more coming to God as God, confident in his father love, knowing that you're accepted, and therefore you can speak freely and lay out your request before him. You pray like that, God hears God answers. Now, I'm well aware there are times when it seems like God doesn't answer. That's what I want to talk about next week. But God does hear and God does answer. And that's the good news that we have. And that's why we can all pray and we can pray with confidence. Faith and prayer, they go together. But it's not a mystery to be solved. It's simply knowing God and connecting with God in that way. Now, listen, some of us, some of us don't really know God, not the way we want to. And that's why you're here this morning. You want to know God better. And maybe you haven't been in church for a long, long time, but you're back and you're back because you know you need God. And yet there's so many questions in your mind and so much that troubles your heart and, and you're not quite sure how to get where you need to go. Well, let's suppose, let's suppose that, you had some life-threatening cancer and you knew the only way you could be saved would be through a skilled surgeon cutting that cancer out of your body, you would have to put your faith in that surgeon, right? I mean, you might, you might wonder if you're going to make it through. You might be nervous the day before the, the surgery, but if you actually go through with it, by going through with it, you demonstrate that you have faith in that surgeon. I mean, you're a human being. You're going to have worries. But, but you have faith in your surgeon. Therefore, you go through with it. And it is, it is life-saving. Well, in the same way, you may, you may be unsure of how you stand with God, But if you will put your faith in Jesus Christ, regardless of your questions and and, your your uncertainties and you're not sure how you're going to solve these problems in your life and how are you going to overcome these sins that that have plagued you forever, in spite of all of that, you know that if you'll put yourself in the hands of Jesus Christ, he will save you. He will save you. You may have all kinds of feelings surging through, all kinds of questions. But if you have enough faith to simply call on Jesus and ask him to forgive you, to come into your life, and to be your Lord and Savior, if you have enough faith to do that with sincerity, you will be saved. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. You might say, it's just enough faith to turn around. You're walking this way and you think, I just know I'm going the wrong way. Enough faith to turn around and come back the other way. That's all it is. And I want to invite you, I want to invite you this morning to make that decision. Talking about prayer, you can pray to God this morning and God will hear you there's nothing more hopeful to me in the whole world than the fact that if you pray to God, God will hear you no matter who you are. God will hear you and God will answer. Truly, not always the way we we think, not always the way we map out, mostly not the way we map out. But God will answer He will answer. He will save you this morning. I want you to pray now with me, would you? Heavenly Father, without you, we can do nothing. But you have sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that that makes it possible for us to live forever with you. And we thank you for that. Lord, there are some here who, who need you as their Savior. They've come here with lots of questions, lots of doubt. Maybe not so much doubt about you, Lord, as doubt about themselves and doubt whether, whether you're willing to have anything to do with someone like themselves. But Lord, here they are. And in their heart, they're turning to you now and calling on you now. May you save each person who calls on you. And Lord, your children in this place, Lord, we all find ourselves in situations where we need grace. We need power. We need guidance. We need to know that you're with us. Lord, as the prayers begin to rise, even at this moment, as each heart reaches out to you, may you answer from heaven, and show yourself God. Lord, for those who are online, who are participating in this service in their home, Lord, or wherever they are, as they call upon you, hear from heaven and answer their prayers. We thank you that we can come to you, God, as God, and know that you hear us.